When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. If Justin Fields falls in the NFL draft, the Steelers must catch him. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. No one yet knows who will be catching passes from Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields in the NFL. But should the passer begin to fall in the NFL draft later this month, the Steelers should play receiver and be there to catch him. Yes, we all know the Steelers' holes in the roster are great, and they are many, as Chuck Knoll would say. But there's no bigger position than your franchise quarterback. All indications are that Coach Mike Tomlin seen gushing over fields at a recent Ohio State Pro Day, is totally locked in on him as the Steelers' quarterback for the next 15 years. Hey, yeah, I know. The team has swung a deal to bring back Big Ben Roethlisberger for another season or two. But the Steelers' brain trust had to see the same Big Ben we all did down the stretch when Roethlisberger came up small squandering the Steelers' 11-0 start. They know, while Big Ben still has some skills, he might not have the endurance for what is now a 17-game NFL season. Moreover, Ben's surgically repaired throwing arm just may lack the oomph and the accuracy to hit the deep ball, which used to be his bread and butter, those patented Steelers' splash plays on offense. With this lead-like limitation, the Steelers' offense became one-dimensional, and hence easy for opposing defenses to shut down. Now, of course, not all of this was Ben's fault. The Steelers had no running game, and the offensive line seemed to grow old overnight. Ben had to rush his throws, and he dumped off short pass after short pass until the defense began swatting them down like lame ducks. James Conner is now in the Arizona desert. He never really was a starting running back in the NFL. And conventional wisdom dictates that the Steelers will try to fix all of this by drafting a running back, maybe in the first round. But it is naive to think that adding a blue-chip running back high in the draft solves all of the Steelers' ills. The biggest hurdle the Steelers face in enjoying sustained future success 
is the lack of a franchise quarterback. Mason Rudolph, you say? Hey, he may be a quality backup at best. He is not your starter, and he is far from a franchise QB. Dwayne Haskins, whom the Steelers added at absolutely no risk, is intriguing. I give you that, but he's also a gamble, a big one. His Ohio State alumni, however, Justin Fields, is much closer to a sure thing in the crapshoot that is drafting quarterbacks in the NFL. If the Steelers truly believe Fields is that franchise arm, they must move heaven and earth should he fall within their range in this draft. And what is their range? I think if Fields falls towards pick 9 or 10, the Steelers, who hold pick 24, are going to be feverishly working the phones. Would it be a deal with the Cowboys, the Panthers? Who knows? But I think you'll see these Steelers try like hell to move on fields if he starts sliding toward them. It would be manna from heaven. The Steelers have shown a past propensity to make trades when the player they covet comes within their reach. They did it with Devin Bush, and they did it with Roy Palamalu, who is now in the Hall of Fame. Would they do it with Fields? Hey, when you have a chance to add a franchise quarterback, even if it costs you a subpar season and draft picks the next year, you do it. This is the overarching lesson that the NFL teaches every postseason. Teams that don't are left out of the Super Bowl dance. It's that simple. The Steelers are smart enough to know all this. They've seen it, they've experienced it, and they have enjoyed it with Big Ben Roethlisberger. He was that guy. He secured them two Super Bowl championships and an appearance in a third. But at 39, he's just not the same quarterback. If you want that kind of success going forward, your Steelers must have a franchise arm. And it's looking more and more as if the Steelers truly believe Justin Fields is that franchise. So if the Steelers have a shot to snag a falling Fields, as Rocky would say, go for it. Of course, there are a plethora of predictions for what Pittsburgh will do in the draft and for how Fields will fare. I cover them all in this jam-packed edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. So let's get right to it. First up is the state of play at the passer position in the upcoming NFL draft. The latest mock draft by Dane Brugler at The Athletic has, quote, like the rest of the world, Trevor Lawrence going to the Jacksonville Jaguars with the number one overall pick. But where does that leave other top quarterbacks like Alabama's Mac Jones, BYU's Zach Wilson, Ohio State's Justin Fields, and North Dakota State's Trey Lance. The Athletic writes this, quote, Just like his first mock draft, Brugler has Wilson slotted at the number two pick by the New York Jets. Now after the San Francisco 49ers massive trade-up for the number three pick, Brugler has them taking Jones over Fields and Lance. That leaves the Atlanta Falcons to take Lance at number four, 
which would mark the first team's quarterback ever have gone one, two, three, four in a draft. But it leaves Fields to slide to possibly the Denver Broncos at number nine, unquote, all from the athletic. But to me, number nine is also within possible range of your Steelers. That is the scenario in which Pittsburgh might make its play. Working against this scenario, of course, is the plethora of needs up and down the Steelers' roster. Now, this school of thought says the team, with a 39-year-old quarterback who broke down down the stretch in 2020 after an 11-0 start, absolutely, positively will not pick a QB in this drafts. The Steelers' other needs are just too many. But I ask this. What exactly would press Pittsburgh from making a move to secure its franchise at the most important position for the next 15 years? Well, according to the Athletic Steelers' B team, here's what conventional wisdom dictates the Steelers should do in this draft. Need number one, offensive tackle. Quote from the Athletic, the Steelers' offensive line was but in 2020 as Pittsburgh finished last in the league in rushing and struggled so much in pass protection that Ben Roethlisberger's primary objective was to just get rid of the ball as quickly as possible. The line has seen a lot of turnover. Marquise Pouncey retired. Matt Feeler left during free agency. And Alejandro Villanueva is unsigned as a free agent. Zach Banner is recovering from ACL injury, but likely will reclaim his starting right tackle spot. But the Steelers could use an upgrade, especially at left tackle, and this is a tackle-deep draft pull, unquote. Need number two, running back. The Athletic writes this, quote, it might be easier to improve the running game by drafting a stud running back, and the Steelers will be in prime position to claim one of the draft's top backs. Alabama's Najee Harris and Clemson's Travis Etienne likely will be around at number 24, and North Carolina's Javante Williams might be around at number 55, unquote. That's the Steelers' pick in the second round. Need number three. Tight end. The Athletic writes this, quote, Vance McDonald retired and Eric Ebron is signed for just one more season. At the very least, the Steelers need a tight end who can take over McDonald's block-heavy role. They might be best suited trying to find a long-term solution for Ebron, who has drop issues in 2020 and likely could leave in free agency after the 2021 season. Reserves Zach Gentry and Kevin Radar have limited experience, unquote. Need number four, safety. The Athletic says, quote, the Steelers are set for starters with all pro Minka Fitzpatrick and former first rounder Terrell Edmonds. And while Fitzpatrick likely will have his fifth year option exercise for 2022 and a long-term extension shortly thereafter, the jury is still way out on Edmonds. His third year in the league was his best yet, but it's far from a certainty the Steelers will commit to him past 2021. At the very least, the Steelers need depth. 
Sean Davis left via free agency and the Steelers' other options aren't too promising, unquote. Need number five, inside linebacker. Quote, we saw last year how lack of depth can compromise an entire defense. Devin Bush tore his ACL in October, and the Steelers never were the same on D. Vince Williams and Robert Spillane did an okay job to cover for Bush's absence, but there was no replacing his sideline-to-sideline speed. Bush will be back, though it's unclear how well he will recover from the ACL injury. Williams remains unsigned as a free agent, but also could return. Spillane played well in relief of Bush in 2020 and will be back, but the Steelers could use depth here, unquote. Hey, it's a familiar refrain. Lots of holes, lots of need for depth at lots of position. In other words, anything but a franchise QB that would eat up picks because the Steelers would need to trade up to get him. And the athletics need assessment didn't even mention edge rushers, which the Steelers always covet to pair with Steelers superstar T.J. Watt. And the need at this position is even more so now that Bud Dupree departed in free agency. So those are all the needs up and down the rest of the roster. But there's also a red light blinking at quarterback. The Steelers need a new franchise arm for the future. Mark Caboli, writing for The Athletic, offers this cold-eyed assessment of the Steelers' quarterback situation as it stands right now. Quote, he comes at a bargain basement price. Roethlisberger's $14 million salary is in the range of Ryan Fitzpatrick and Andy Dalton and significantly less than Teddy Bridgewater's $22 million. Roethlisberger could be better this season nearly two years removed from the surgery, and he could be worse. That's what's make the decision to bring him back so polarizing in Pittsburgh. The Steelers really don't have much of a plan behind Roethlisberger other than running Mason Rudolph out there or hoping Dwayne Haskins turned into what his pre-draft process two years ago said he was. Neither Steelers scenario is comforting. Rudolph was average to offer two years ago when Roethlisberger was out with the injury. In his one opportunity last year, Rudolph was much better in the finale against the Browns, a team that needed to win to get in the playoffs. They did win, they did get in the playoffs, and then they spanked the Steelers at home. But that's history. Haskins was 3-10 with Washington. He completed 61% of his passes and threw five touchdowns and seven interceptions. He was released after a Week 16 game against Carolina for off-the-field issues at a strip club. Unquote. All from the athletic, and I'll tell you, that's a damning assessment of the quarterback position in Pittsburgh. But while Caballi just spelled out the dire need for a Steelers move to secure its franchise future at the most important position in pro football, he proceeds to argue the exact opposite that Pittsburgh will stand pat at the position in this upcoming draft. He writes this, quote, The Steelers aren't trading up in the first round to get a quarterback. The top three picks will be used on quarterbacks, and it would take a fortune to move up from the 24th pick in the first round to a position to take the two remaining first-rounders, 
likely Trey Lance and Justin Fields, unless either makes a precipitous fall down the draft board and into the Steelers' range, which isn't expected, there will be no first-round quarterback for the Steelers, unquote, Mark Caboli trying to drill this in our heads. He even concludes with this nugget, quote, unless they eventually find themselves in the top 10 of the draft, it's going to be difficult to find the next franchise quarterback, and even then, there are no guarantees, unquote. In other words, he's painting a dire picture in Pittsburgh that we are going to be quarterbackless and rudderless for the foreseeable future. But I say Caboli overlooks the fact that those same Steelers vaulted up to number 10 a couple of drafts ago to claim Devin Bush. Yet Caboli seems to rule this out when it comes to even the more vital position of franchise QB. I find the logic faulty at best. My take is this. Even with all its current draft picks, the Steelers can't hope to fill all of its needs for the 2021 season. And anyone who thinks these Steelers are a blue chip running back away are fooling themselves. But with a bold stroke, the Steelers could solve its quarterback uncertainty for a decade and a half in one fell swoop, one that would snag a falling star in the form of Ohio State standout Justin Fields. Will it happen? Hey, if draft history has taught us anything, it's that anything. And everything can occur. We shall see. And we will keep covering all the draft day scenarios for your Steelers until your favorite football team is on the clock at pick 24 come April 29th. Until then, download your Steelers Update podcast wherever you download your favorite audio. And heck, make it easy on yourself. Sign up so you get the podcast fresh every Wednesday afternoon. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.